Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us, Dr. Kwame, and he is working with relationships. He has so many things to offer today. As I was preparing for this podcast, in fact, more questions just kept coming to mind coming to mind, coming to mind. So I'm such, I'm so grateful to have you here today and we have a lot on the table. So thank you for joining us. How are you today? Thank you, Dallas. Thank you for having me. I'm doing fabulous. I thank God for the grace of his, his grace and mercy. You know, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And we are just going to talk about today. Let's love right. You have so many things compacted into what that is, uh, relationship courses and everything there. So just go ahead and just start by telling us a little bit about who you are, how you met the Lord, and how it changed your life moving forward. Yes. So I am, again, I am Dr. Kwame. I was born in Ghana, West Africa. And at the age of around about 16 years old, I gave my life to Christ. So I was in the high school in Ghana. Uh, A lot of the high schools, if not all of the high schools, have devotion. You know, you you all meet together in the boarding in the boarding school. You all meet together. You pray. We preach the word of God before you go to your various classes. And it was in one of those meetings that I gave my life to to Christ. Um, the one of the seniors preached about for God so loved the world. And at the time, I was in the Methodist church. Now, I'm not saying that Methodist church wasn't powerful, but I had never heard such. A, 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 a sermon with that much energy and what mm. I, an anointing like that never before. And at the time, uh, I never knew my father until I grew up. And so I had rejection going on on the inside of me. But this sermon, Dallas, I'm telling you, it really soaked me on the inside that I came face to face with the amazing love of Jesus that night and I gave my life to Christ. And seven years later, God called me into the ministry. So I had been in the church. I have been in the church planting for 20, 28 years now. Wow. And during the course of church planting, uh, I have actually planted seven churches. Two worked, the rest didn't work. You know, church planting mm-hmm. is a tough business. And during the time of my church planting, I felt like God is egging me or touching me to go to school and study more. Because I recognize that the basic underlying problem of humanity is relationships, relationships, relationships. So I needed to understand human nature more. So I said, you know, let me go to school and, and study more. That, that led me to Liberty University where I did my bachelor's and I majored in Christian counseling. Then I did my marriage and family therapy program. And then right, right after that, I did my PhD in counselor education. 
So that is how my my journey has well, been. <laughs> yeah, that's why I have so many questions prepared because having somebody with your credibility on the show, I mean, there's so many things I want to know personally, and I know our guests, our, our audience are, are curious. So let's just dive right in. So what right. gave you from that point, making that decision, building churches throughout the way until now having the courses and what do you offer? Let, let's talk about it like that. Well, so I, I didn't hear God's voice telling me, my son, Kwame, I'm calling you to go to mm -hmm. school. I was frustrated. I was, I was, the frustration, my frustration was very high. Very, 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 very high. I had too much energy and nothing to do with it. Too much. And I needed a place to offload some of my energy, somewhere mm -hmm. to put it. And, uh, but God works through many ways in our lives. He, so that led me to school. Now, how did Les Love Right got birth? Now, Dallas, I don't know about you, but me, nobody taught me how to love a woman. I don't know about you. I, I, I'm going to ask you that question. Nobody taught me how to love a woman. Nobody taught me how to have sex. Again, yeah. I don't know about you. In, in Africa, a lot of things are secret. We call it sexual silence, cultural taboo. We don't talk about it. Nobody will sit you down and teach you about relationship. They'll teach you so many things, how to eat, how to talk, how to go to bed. They'll teach you, you know, so many things. But when it comes to relationships, well, it's a problem. And so what did we learn? Where did we learn this from? From the world. For me, In to answer world. that question, I learned that from the world. My goodness. It's a horrible place to learn. Isn't that horrible? In fact, the study says 75% of teenagers learn about sexuality from their friends or from the world. Yep. Because Christian people don't want to talk about it at all. Now, my wife and I are blessed with three daughters, 19, 22, and 25. Okay? So one day I went to, to, to do a seminar for singles. And the pastor says, when I was coming back from Virginia, he said, Pastor Kwame, will you consider putting together a program for singles? I said, no, 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 I'm going to school to do become a counselor. I have been, no, 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 no way. Then six months later, a pastor friend of mine called me. He says, Pastor Kwame, I have two nephews. Your children, are they married? And I said, let me tell you, let me tell you, this generation, they don't like that at all. If you yeah. bring in anything I'll arrange, they will just, this, you know what, I don't, okay. Then six months later, another friend called me. He says, Pastor Kwame, I have my, <laughs> my, my son is a nice guy. Your kids, are they all married? I said, I am tired of these questions. I'm just tired. So I called my oldest daughter down and I said, her name is Esther. I said, Esther, I am not trying to arrange marriage for you. But my friends are calling and asking me, and I'm tired. And I said, Esther, advise me what to do. I told my daughter, tell me what to do. So we talk and talk and talk. And after we finish talking. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't imagine this conversation. <laughs> wow. I felt like God saying, put something together for this generation. Wow. That's, that's how it happened. Wow. And I realized that a lot of the time, people, everybody talk about love, but I'm telling you, Dallas, very few people understand the right way of love. That is why we say, let's love right. 
It's I love it. The chemistry. The chemistry is chemical induced. It's in the brain. Love is more than feelings. And the reason why people fall in and fall out is because they go only by feeling. They don't understand the commitment part of love. They don't understand the values, the compatibility part of it, the truth, the honesty, the conscience. So our message, our program is a coaching program that teaches people how to really understand and love right. That is the essence of our program. Wow. I mean, the name makes so much sense now. Let's <laughs> love right. Because we've been living wrong for, for so long, right? Even so, many of us adults, we are living wrong today, you know? Married, no, unmarried, single, married, unsingle. Unmarried, married, yeah, unmarried. For sure. You know, Paul, I think it was First Timothy 1.5, if I'm not mistaken. Paul says, the end goal of our message is to educate you on love. Mm -hmm. Paraphrase. So the, the 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 way and and that is why you know people get into marriage, and more than fifty percent of Christian marriages end in divorce because we don't know how to have sex right, mm -hmm. we don't know how to communicate right, we don't know how to bring compatibility and values to match with chemistry right. There are so many things that. And we don't talk about it in our church either. We don't. And that is why relationships suffer. Relationships suffer. Not because people don't have feelings of love. They have feelings for each other. But what, you know, Proverbs, one of the, I've forgotten the verse, it says, many a man claim to have love, mm. but a faithful man who can find a lawyer, somebody who will commit to their love, that to say I love you is the easiest part. I love mm -hmm. you is the easiest part. But the commitment, the dedication, the responsibility, the accountability that comes with yep. it, people don't want to hear about it. Yeah. You know what? Today I wore my shirt. I don't know <laughs> if you can read. It's probably backwards, but this is in yes. Portuguese, and it says "Married Forever." Wow. Married forever. Oh, We've wow. been. My wife and I have been doing this course here in Brazil with with a group of friends. Married forever we're I mean, understanding uh, this how cool that i'm wearing this shirt i did not plan uh, this so amazing. cool but i, I want to ask you this question what is the difference between lust and love mm, that's a very good one you're listening to the faith and family fellowship podcast we'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors introducing the newest release from bishop robert g moore god i appreciate you this uplifting gospel track is an expression of gratitude to the Almighty for His grace and blessings. With Bishop Moore's soulful voice and heartfelt lyrics, God I Appreciate You will uplift and inspire you to thank God for all that He's done. Don't miss out on this powerful message of gratitude, available now on YouTube. Do you ever struggle with grief and find it hard to see God's glory in the midst of it? Join Miss Lydia on her podcast, Love My Sheep, as she shares her personal journey with grief and how God's love and faithfulness helped her find hope and healing. Through her inspiring stories and insightful discussions, you'll discover how to navigate grief while keeping your eyes fixed on the glory of God. Listen to Love My Sheep on all mainstreaming platforms today. What is the difference between lust and love? Mm, that's a very good one. So so lust is, is the flesh part um, in fact, if you really look at both, they are all about feeding your sexual needs, 
mm-hmm. it's feeding your sexual needs. It's all about feeding your sexual needs. Last is the wrong way outside of marriage of feeding your sexuality. But when when it is within the marriage, we can call it flirting with your spouse. We can call it having romance with your spouse. We can call it because, and, and that is very significant because it is not, see, Delilah, what Delilah did to Samson mm-hmm. uh, was the method was good, putting your husband on your laps. That is, we call it sensuality, that romance, mm-hmm. that flirting, that feeding the senses into sex is good. In fact, Christian people don't need to do more of those. But it is when you are doing it outside of marriage that it becomes wrong. Yes. So let's say you are with your spouse and you are feeling having lust towards somebody else. That is wrong. But if I'm with my spouse, we will not call it lust, but it's actually lust, but it's a different name. So Mm -hmm. I consider lust to be... Desire, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Desire outside of marriage, it becomes Mm -hmm. lust. And and lust can also have other meanings because the Bible says avoid youthful lust. It is a strong desire of feeding the flesh outside of the parameters of God. It could mm-hmm. be sexual, it could be anything else. It's just a, a desire, a strong desire outside the parameters of God. But in marriage and in sex, it is when you are having uh, that feelings outside of your marriage, it becomes lust. Yeah, yeah. And the verse says the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. Exactly. Right? These things, yeah. It's beyond... And- Yes. Going a little bit deeper into what we're seeing today, all the confusion of transgenderism and the, yes. the gay marriage and, and all of these things, I would say this is just lust as well, right? This is yes. just, it's yes. not love. We can't call yes. it love. No, it's no, just no, lust. It's just lust. It's just perversion, be- right? Yes. And it's sexual perversion because we, we, we are all broken. The world is mm-hmm. a broken place. Adam and Eve, the first trauma that took place on the planet is when Adam ate the fruit. That was the first trauma. They were traumatized. That was the first time they experienced mental health. Now, why am I bringing that in? And many scholars believe that when Adam and Eve sinned, the impact of sin, first of all, impacted us spiritually. Our relationship Mm -hmm. with God was cut off. But the next thing that happened to humanity when sin came is in the area of our sexuality. Now, I want your audience to hear that it is in the area of our sexuality. Sin really has caused sexual perversion and sexual distortion so much. So a lot of sexual issues we have on the planet resulting from the sin nature. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say are some of the biggest struggles that singles face today when it comes oh, to relationships? Maybe goodness. the misconceptions that we have there. Should we say the biggest struggle or the struggles? I don't really know <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> whether yeah. to say the biggest or struggles, but because they face many struggles. Mm-hmm. One of the struggles that single people face is where do I find my partner? Where? On like, Instagram. Where? On, on... <laughs> <laughs> That's where I found my wife. That's a crazy story for That's another day. However, that is amazing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise anyone to do that. No, no, no. no. Why not? <sighs> right? <sighs> It just right. worked out for me. I don't know. I wouldn't. Now, we, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, Pastor Steve, in, in Georgia. We're talking, and 
um, I was telling him about me creating, you know, online dating app, and you know, he shared a testimony. I in the past six months, I have met about maybe five Christians who tells me we met online, we wow. met online, we met online, we met online, we met online. If you do it right, that is why our name is Let's Love Right. If you know how like to it. do it right, you will not go wrong. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So maybe I should change my phrase of, I wouldn't suggest it, but if the, you let the Lord lead, maybe. Yes. If you, if you so it. this is what I tell people. Okay. Uh, Dallas, you know what we call pre-marital counseling, right? Pre-marital counseling. Mm -hmm. So I don't know about you. Before we marry, you go talk to the pastor or counselor to walk you through different things you need to understand about counseling. Now, when I became a professional counselor five years ago, I learned that pre-martial counseling is too late. It's just oh. too late. Why? Because everybody need to have a counselor before you started dating. You don't drive before you study how to, to the road signs. No, no. Sure. You get the road signs before you learn to go and get your driving permit. Good, good point. So everything up to that pre-marriage part was just on us, you know? We need some <laughs> guidance. Yeah. Especially we our young men, guidance. young women out there. We need okay. guidance. Dallas. So yeah. I, I coined a phrase, pre-dating coaching is what is missing. Pre-dating before I date. Wow. I started dating, I need a coaching before I started dating. Something mm. I hear about in Brazil, yeah, that I don't hear this term in, in the US very much. Maybe I, I'm just not in my circles, but yes. within the, the church, people don't date, they pray first. Like, like my wife said this many times, oh, they're praying. Like this these two, these two, they spend a lot of time yeah. together. Are they dating? No, they're praying. Like, what yeah. does that mean? Like, I think we should have this in the church. This is amazing. You guys are praying to see if you should even date. That's yeah. that's what it should be about, you know? I like we that. don't have this in America. We don't. We don't. And and that is why. So it is the back end. That is why the, the problem that, that doesn't start in the front end. People mm -hmm. say marriage, so many marriages are falling apart. No, 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 no. It fell apart before they married. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> because People did coach right if they had a coach. And in fact, that was in the Bible. Almost every Bible couple had a coach. Really? Adam and Eve, God was their coach. Okay? Isaac, Eliezer was their coach. Jethro, Moses, Jethro, what is his coach? Joseph, it was Pharaoh who got him. Mm. Uh, uh, Naomi, Ruth. Ruth and her husband, somebody know me how to coach. You know, when when huh. we can have coaches in in these relationships, you know that certain relationships I should end right now. I shouldn't even go further. There are so many red flags, but chemistry will blind you. But if you had a coach, the coach will help you say, open your eyes. Have you considered this? Are you looking at this one here? Are you mm -hmm. going this one here? It really helps. And why is there such a negative connotation on counseling? Why? Because even uh, whenever people come to me, when I had my office for uh, parents, they say, oh, Dr. Kwame, my son is having some issues and I'm asking him, he needs a counselor. I said, don't use counseling on your mm -hmm. son. Use coaching. So why? I said, okay, let me give you a scenario. When, when, the, when the kids are in school, Dallas, maybe you, you didn't have, maybe you had this experience. 
when you were in school and your teacher says, hey, Dallas, the coach wants to see you. What do you think your friends think about that? They think yeah. like, oh, you wow. know, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's going to see the coach is cool. But if you see it, the counselor wants to see you. Yeah. Uh, oh, right, my God. Right. That makes it. That's a great point. That's a great that's point. A when people hear, I could have benefited so much from having a, a counselor, a coach. Either either way, call it what it is. You know, I needed both. You know, I needed both. Now, but people yeah. are so sweet, mentors yeah. with coaching. Sorry, with counseling, and they are so sweet. Um, it's 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 cool. Coach, mm -hmm. coaching is cool. Counseling, um, you know, and and that is why the stigma is attached to mm -hmm. that. But that's other than that, they are. They are two different um, tracks, but they all meet the same goal. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the coaching. So what do you do? What is your your format? I don't know if you can give us that. I don't know okay, if good, you're allowed good. to give that information. But yes. so, 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 I, so I coach relationships, so it depends. For example, when individuals come to see me and they say, Pastor Kwame, uh, I'm, I'm preparing to get into marriage. Uh, so what I tell people is I have my course. I create relationship essentials. I tell people, go do a survey. I have developed a survey. You do a survey. Once you do the survey, it will show you a lot about yourself that you don't even know yourself. Uh, it could tell you whether your past relationships is in the way, whether there's mm. a trauma in your family, whether, whether there's an issues, because the best of best relationships can still go wrong if there's trauma in the equation. And a lot of times people don't really see that right now. But when the moment they get into a relationship, then they realize something triggered. There's always something that triggered. Why? Because they didn't take care of those. So I coach people how to prepare very well, enter into a relationship. But if the two people are already in a relationship, same way, I bring them to, to me. Yeah. They can get my program and study it and study it on their own self-pace. And that is what I'm, I'm doing to people. Um, but if it's an individual, the same way you come to me, I meet a couple. We go through the courses to understand chemistry, compatibility, understand language, we take them through the survey and then survey will tell them their strength area and their growth area, their area of improvement. So once they locate area, area of improvement, we use their strength area and we use that to work on the area of improvement and they become better and prepare for the relationships. And so this is free. Everybody can do this on your site. Everybody can do like this on my site. Yes. If you oh. go to lesslovewrite.com, you can go there and access the survey free. Everybody can do that free. It is, yes, it's blessing a lot of people. And I want to ask this question as well. How do we teach our children? Going back to a, a couple of questions ago, you were saying we don't, we're not taught this correctly. So how can we approach our young people, our children, our cousins, or, you know, how do we, we put this information out there right? It's important. I wrote a book, Finding Him, Finding Her. I'm trying to find a copy. It's on my website, Finding Him, Finding Her. And in that book, I discuss uh about um online dating yes, i discuss about how to identify red red flags <laughs> i discuss about when to bring when to stop a, a dating there, there comes a time you must just stop it stop 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 just stop it you know mm -hmm. and oh he, he, he. Mm -hmm. yeah and i said you'll be better you you, you better stop it right now until you get into, mm -hmm. into a marriage you know, so I discuss about so many things. So finding him, finding her. In addition to that, we have the I create relationship essentials. If people can get that resources, whether <laughs> you are a parent or a co or, or grandparent, 
it will give you something to share with your children. But let me just talk about your children. How do you uh, train your children? Uh, it's going to be an ongoing process. It, it should never end. Um, it must be an ongoing thing. Now, you don't only sit down with your children because you want to talk about relationships or about sex. But there must be a culture that we as parents must put in place that from time to time we meet our children and discuss about so many things. So we can begin with their relationship with God, their practical relationship with God. How are you spending time with God, your prayer life, the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Um, last week I met with our children when they all came back from school and we talk, I, I, we, we examine how their relationship with God is just briefly, not too long, but let them know. It's not only what we say, but even the culture, the spirit, the, 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 you know, the fact that we are even thinking about it, they, it gets into their conscience. So we discuss that. And then how does my relationship with God flows into my relationship with other people, you know, and how that prepare us for, for, for marriage. So I will begin with God because begin with God is the non-judgmental, it's a safe way of bringing it across. And then you keep going. And how do they even relate to themselves? intrapersonal relationships. So I always begin with God and having those resources will help you to keep going and on and on. And that's that's a great way to start. Yeah. Can you tell us that website one more time so our, so our audience okay. can check it out? Yeah. So the name of the website is Let's, L-E-T-S, Love, L-O-V-E, Right, R-I-G-H-T, Let's, Love, Right.com. Again, the name of the website is Let's, Love, Right.com. We have it on the app, both uh, um, iOS or Android. When they, wow. when they oh, yeah, when they type "less love right," they will see that on um, the two platforms. And talking a little bit more about your counseling, so you are also a sex therapist and a porn addict, porn addict therapist, Thera right? So yes. So let's talk a little bit more about that because I think this is the root of most perversion that we see, like all the the confusion we were talking about earlier. I think this is rooted in the pornography and viewing things that we're not supposed to. So tell yes. us a little bit more about that. How do we combat this? How do we overcome this? Oh my goodness. In fact, if you are watching us today and you are going through, you are having this addiction, talk to a therapist. You know, you can you can contact us um, on our website. That go to, let go to Let's Love, right? Uh, get in touch with us. Um, of course, you know, we do one hour session with clients and the fees will be discussed. Yeah, but by the grace of God, I have helped people overcome porn addiction. Right now, uh, you don't even have to, you know, 30 years ago, you have to struggle to find something to look at. Mm -hmm. But now it's on the cell phone. You don't, yeah. it's just it's so much available. Uh, and it has it has really plaguing our society. It is destroying a lot of life, lives. In fact, Dallas, the, 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 the worst part of this is many marriages are, are falling apart because of this issue. Not only that, but we have teen young men and women at the age of eight, at the age of eight, who are addicted to porn. Mm. You know, um, I, I was I was talking to this particular individual, and he started watching porn. He was twelve years old. He started watching porn at the age of seven, and and so. I told him, I said, have you heard of what we call P-I-E-D? -P he said, no. I said, P-I-E-D means porn-induced eye 
P is pawn, I induce mm-hmm. erectile dysfunction. He said, what is that? And I said, okay. I said, you know, your penis, if you keep watching porn, you're going to suffer from what they call rectal dysfunction, erectile dysfunction. He said, what is that? I said, you will not be able to marry. He said, really? I said, yes, because porn will just mess it up. Then we also have what we call porn on the brain. See, porn will change your brain forever. It will change your brain. That is why they look at something, they keep looking and keep looking and keep looking and keep looking and keep looking because what used to satisfy you, you will not satisfy you tomorrow. So you keep going on. It has a lot of people are in prison. A lot of people have lost their partners. A lot have spent a lot of money. Some people spend four hours, five hours, six hours, seven hours engaging in this before they get the same satisfaction they used to get years ago. So, so it's really destroying the brain. It's destroying lives. I want to encourage somebody, if you find that you are hooked up on porn, there's hope. There's deliverance. You can overcome it. And I give people the tools. One of the things we do in our session, we do. I do about about 14 different things that I do to help people overcome. One of which is what we call thought stopper. Because when the the thought hits you to go watch, it's an addiction and you can't stop it till you just mm-hmm. have to go and watch it. How do I stop that thought? How do I overcome this voice inside my head? And I teach people how to do that. You know, how how do you... The second thing to that I help people with, of course, we have a lot to talk about in that, but I talk... I deal with how accountability can help you become porn. Yep. I was talking to this individual and he, you know, used to drive for um um 18-wheeler truck. And and he says, when I get to a place to, to go to a hotel and sleep and I get bored, I just watch porn. Okay. So I always I always say steady the behavior of the behavior. Knowing that the edge comes around 10 30, 11 o'clock. We are going to keep you busy at that exact same time. So that when the when the behavior is to show up, it will not find you available. You know, the Bible says don't get the, the devil a foothold. It will not find you available. So either you're gonna call your mom, call your sister, call your accountability partner, engage in some type of conversation before you know the feeling have come and gone. So yeah. I use a lot of things to to distract people from the behavior. And as you keep on doing that, a time comes, you are retraining the brain. Something we call in the brain, I'm also a brain health coaching. So there's something that we say, cells, cells, that fire together, wire together. That means if if, if I keep on getting this information, oh, porn is good, let me go watch mm-hmm. porn. I'm wiring this information all through my brain. So you will give you another information to reach, rechange, re, rechange your, the information you are sending to the brain. It's all mm-hmm. part of how delivery and recovery take place. I've heard these phrases like how many days in, in a row we create a habit or yes. how many days to stop doing something. Like, do you know the numbers on this? Because yeah, some people said 21 days. But 21 it boils days. down to the, 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 you know, the information. Because if, if you have received this information for a long time, you know, and, and then your brain absorbs it, then, you know, we can actually change our brain chemistry, the way the brain works. We are in charge. So you have sent this information for a long time. It has been wired down. So the new information that is coming, when the new information starts that I can overcome, I can go through this, I can stop this, 
the old system of fight the new information. It will yeah. fight it. It will say, no, 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 we, we, no, 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 that's, we, no, no, no. Well, this, this is a good feeling. We have done this. You know, this is what we are used to do. It's good. It's a, we know that. But it's, as you keep sending that information, you keep sending and you reinforce it with accountability and systems. And then I also use value, values to overcome addiction. Because Dallas, values and addiction cannot happen in the same container. If you value, you know, uh, I was talking to someone who um, was watching porn and the wife was very upset, you know, and I was talking to them and, and I told the guy, I said, you know what, leave your wife so you can watch more porn. He said, what? No. I said, no, no, because you're watching porn and your wife is not happy and, you know, she's bothering you and it's causing too much confusion in the marriage. Leave the marriage. So you can, you, it, once, if you leave your marriage, man, you don't have to worry about it. You're morning, afternoon, evening, whatever. His wife was sitting there. I think he said, are you crazy? I said, yes, go ahead and leave your wife. Then he said, you know, look, like I won't do that. I want to come home and see my family. And I said, you know what we call it? We call it values. Wow. He said, wow. I said, I wanted to teach you something. I wasn't saying leave your wife. But I am teaching you, it is the value you have for your wife. That is so strong, it will help you overcome the addiction. Let me give a practical mm -hmm. example. <laughs> if you fly, you know, people say, I, can, I cannot go two days without smoking. But people fly, and you cannot smoke. And then they are able to, to not smoke. I said, what happened to the, the edge? I said, tell me what happened to the edge. Why? Because there's a law. <laughs> there's a law yeah. that you value, that you respect. Well, so the edge is subdued. Good Same point. way. Good point. Whenever I had my, my drug addiction, I had to go. Like, they had all these 30-day, 90-day programs. I had to yeah. go to a one-year program, well, get wow. away from the world, take away my phone, <laughs> take away the distractions, focus 100% yes. on Jesus, and that's how I overcame mm. my addiction, removing those things. And I wish I knew all the things that you're saying now. I could have tried all those you know, before, man. Focus on Jesus. Why? Because yeah. Jesus meant a lot to you. Thank you. Relationship with God meant a lot. So that becomes your value. Your value. Wow. Wow. Oh, That's so goodness. strong. It's so strong. It's so strong. Wow. The other so, thing that you said were that eight-year-olds, seven-year-olds are becoming addicted to pornography. How do we block this stuff from our children? How do we put physical boundaries around them to protect them? There are so many systems you can use, one of which is called uh, accountability. Uh, forgotten the name. If you, if you go online and Google internet safety, uh, there are several of them that um, that we can that I give people to use um, that they can they can put on their website and at any time something suspicious is happening it will alert the parent you know it will tell you all the the different places your child went and and all that all, all and if somebody else is trying to send email or something suspicious or something. Uh, that is um, related to pornography. It it will all send you. So we need filter. It's called it's, it's filter. You need to put a filter, safety filter on your children's uh, laptop and all that uh, and the iPhones and and everything. They, that will help you, the parent, to keep an eye on that system. And what is the right age to? to bring this topic up with a child, like, hey, be aware this is happening. You know, what is the right age? I think that, uh, first of all, parents must begin to teach their children about sexuality beginning age four. 
right now age four, but with um, it seems so young. Age appropriate, age, age appropriateness. You know, it's so young. You know, so but if you don't tell them, if you don't teach them, um, I'm not saying teach porn at at sex. I'm saying sexuality as a whole. Who she? Mm-hmm. You know, you are a girl, you are a boy. This is God's gift to you. I I I love to say the gift of sexuality than to say sexuality. So that I make it a gift. This is God's gift to you. You are sexually created, sexual being. This is your body. Don't let anybody touch you. If somebody touches you in any way, tell daddy, yeah. mommy. Okay, we want to know. So just basic things like that. But as they turn seven, eight years old, you let them know that that anything that will let them want to watch people who are naked, anything like that, it will destroy their mind. You know. So right from that age, you you let them know it is so bad. It will change your mind. It will make you. It will go crazy. You know. Let them know the mm. truth of it. So, from seven, eight, you because if you don't, Dallas, their friends will introduce them to it. You shared so many amazing things today. I just want to keep listening. What else can you tell us about the course that you've been, you have available, or maybe some positive yeah, yeah. testimonies that you've had? Yes, the, the, the course. Yeah, I was um, somebody bought the course. It's called I Create. Relationship Essentials, and you can find it on Less Love, Right? And I talk about attachment styles. I talk about so many things, but one of which is attachment style. So attachment style is how you grew up. And some people never experience a bond with their parents, a good bonding or a healthy bond with their parents. And if you don't experience or establish a healthy bond with your parents, you will experience what we call insecure attachment. And insecure attachment really is one of the major problems why relationships don't work. Because you, first of all, you, first, some, of, some of these people don't trust anybody. Some of these people have issues with intimacy. Some of these people cannot make up their mind whom they want to marry. So there's a lot of attachment problems that, because I always say, in fact, really, this is Dallas, this is what happened. Your childhood becomes your adulthood. All of us, all of us, our childhood has a lot to say in our adulthood relationships. You don't even have to believe it to, for it to be true. Your childhood what? plays role in your adulthood. And that is what I talk about a lot in IQA relationships. There are four different things that happen. So if you can really be healed and prepared from your childhood, it will help you prepare how to marry right. So I was, this particular individual says that, because there are four of them, there is the secure attachment. There's the anxious attachment and avoidant. So if you, if somebody uh, didn't establish a good relationship with their parents and they now have avoidant style, whenever there's an issue, they they will avoid they don't want to confront. They don't want to discuss. They will just avoid. But if there's an, somebody else can be anxious style, the anxious will always want to pursue you to, to, to resolve the issue. But the avoidant is going, 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 going. They don't want to talk about it. But the anxious is... So if an avoidant style person marries an anxious style person, there's fire in the house. Yeah. And it is not because they don't love each other, but childhood... In, wow, I've never heard this before. That our childhood becomes our adulthood, but wow. that, uh, that is. I sure that, hope that's not. 
Well, on some part, part I think it's, I hope it's true, but on other parts, I hope not. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's. Wow. Yeah, I have a lot to to teach I, my son. I think. Yeah, exactly. That is why I, you know one uh, one 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 guy who heard me preach in our church had a testimony on our website. He says, "I never stayed with my parents." Then he said, "I've struggled a lot of my life." Then he said, "I don't even know how to love my children because I I never experienced it." See again, childhood. Then he said, "I heard Doctor Kwame preach." and triggered so many things in my own personal life. And I'm learning how to bring healing to my path so I can connect very well with my children. If you could end us today with one overall point with this question, out of all of your years, you said five years of counseling professionally and 28 years of building churches and all of your studies that you have done, what has been the biggest thing that you learned so far? The biggest thing I've learned is if relationship goes wrong, everything else will go wrong. I've learned that mental health, bipolar, depression, anxiety, uh, dementia, I've learned that a lot of these mental psychosis problems we deal with can be managed better had we have a good relationships. I've learned that if a person can take his or her time and establish good relationships as God has put together in the Word of God, it will deliver us from many of the problems that we face. Because if you are not in a good relationship, it creates mental health issues. That is number one thing that I can tell anybody. The yeah. relationship with God, relationship with humanity plays a role about. In fact, the studies that I say that when people are in a good relationships, they recover sickness faster than those who are not in a good relationships. And the same studies also continue to say that when people are in a good relationships, they don't stay long in the hospital. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just incredible. No, it's amazing. <laughs> I learned so much today. Thank you so much. I want to encourage our audience one more time. Check out the website, letsloveright.com. And all of your courses are there as well. Thank you so much for for everything that you shared today. I really appreciate it. And I hope to have you back on the podcast soon to to share more. I feel like we could take this interview two hours because there's so many things I want to know personally about what you offer today. So thank you. I I would love to come back. And again, I want to tell our audience, get our resources I wrote a book, Finding Him, Finding Her, uh, and then I create. It's not only for people who want to get married, but it's for parents, grandparents, because we need to teach our children yep. how to love right, how to marry right, and how to love right, how to date right, and how to marry well. That and was, I got to know, well, did your daughter, did it work out with that relationship that you brought one? to your daughter? No, you I said, didn't. No, 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 no. no, it didn't work. <laughs> okay, I had no, to no. know. I had to know. No, the essence of the com- communication was to let her know that people are asking, and uh, she should tell me yeah. what to do. And of course, she wasn't interested. Um, but that was how Let's Love Right was born. Yeah, amazing. You know, thank you yeah, so much. If, if you have time, you can see here, I like Please. you to study your, your, yourself. There's a difference between America 
choice marriage mm. versus Indian arranged marriage. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it a minute. America choice where you have your you you take your own choice and you choose somebody you want to marry. That's America. You you make mm -hmm. your own decision. Indian marriage is arranged. Now, this is very controversial. I was talking to that one day. I was doing a Facebook live. Someone said, I was waiting to hear what you're going to say. See, in America, we marry by love. And then later on, we build trust to it. Indian, they marriage by trust. And then later on, they put love into it. Now, let me, let me break down the difference, okay? Let <laughs> me break down the difference. Dallas, in the Bible, the word love was not even mentioned in the Garden of Eden. Think about it. Never. What? Never mentioned. In fact, Genesis chapter 1 all the way to 24. It was in Genesis 24 that God told Abraham, take your son, the one you love. That's the first time the word love was mentioned in the entire Bible. Genesis, even the first couple, the perfect couple, love was not mentioned. But trust was described. They were naked and not ashamed. There was transparency. If you ask me love and trust, which one is, should be the basis of building a marriage? Controversial, but I would say trust. Really, I kid you not. <laughs> I would say wow, trust. That's something to think about. That's something to, th to think about. Because, yeah. How can we apply this to our relationship with God, trusting God and loving God? <laughs> Take it there. <laughs> How do we do that? It's, it's very tough. The it's two tough. Are very, it's tough. Isaiah says that God said, I have loved you with everlasting God. Love. God is love and love is God. So while love was not mentioned, we know that mm -hmm. God is love and everything he does is love. But what happens in the Indian arranged marriage is this. The children trust the appearance that they will bring somebody good for them. Amazing. We don't have this. We don't have this in America. This trust no. of the parents to find no. somebody. No, no, we no, have no. more of the rebellious of like, no, you don't know what I want. You, don't know you what want I this? Want. I want the opposite. You know. You don't know what I want. You are telling me I can make my own decision. I can make my own decision. That's why you are doing this. You you have no idea. There's yeah. a reason why Abraham sent Eliezer to find a wife. For Isaac, there is a reason for that. But this generation is already. That is why marriages fall apart because they go with love and love alone. Mm. And later on, when they realize, hey, I can't trust the person I love, immediately love disappears because they didn't consider trust when they were in love. I can't imagine my parents picking my wife today because she's from a different country, a different culture, a different language. You know? yes. Wow, it's it's so crazy to imagine. It will be it will, it will be very 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 hard for yeah. the parents. So this is what I told my children. I said, "You are free to marry from anybody, any nation, as long as the person is a Christian." Then I told them, "I will figure it out." The most so important, the most that, that, important thing. That's, that's the key. That's that's the key. I call them my vertical. My relationship with God determines how I relate with you. So it is very important that people take love and trust seriously. 
Trust is born out of transparency. That's why Adam and Eve were transparent. And that is, it is so important. You know, I, I will consider that trust and love should go hand in hand. They should go hand in hand. You know, if you enter into a relationship by love and love alone, um, you are having some problems. You you need but, to know that you can trust the person is trustworthy. Trustworthiness is mm. so critical for building relationships. This is something I, I learned a couple, I would say, I've been married three years. I married, I probably learned this halfway through okay. one and a half years into our marriage that I was naked and unashamed with my wife <laughs> in the bedroom. But when it came to praying and fasting <laughs> and, you know, using the gifts of the spirit, I yes. was ashamed in right. that area. And so a friend of mine, we were just all praying one night and he's like, Dallas, this, this is strange. Why are you afraid of this? Why? Why are you ashamed? And I was like, whoa. I didn't even notice wow. because I would do these things on my own. She would do it on her own. We would have yes. a prayer life together. We would yes. you know, do, do devotions together, but it wasn't deeper than that to I where it could that. be. And then we realized, wow, I should not be afraid in this because I'm, I'm vulnerable here. I should be vulnerable here. And after we realized that things have changed completely in our marriage and, and for the better, and it's been incredible. And we're so excited about what God is doing because we understood this Amazing. naked and unashamed. Amazing. Ashamed. Amazing. So that's this, this, this what I tell people. Transparency impact trust. Mm. And trust impact um intimacy. Transparency impact trust. The more mm -hmm. transparent we are, the more we trust each other. The more we trust each other, the more intimate we become. So yeah. uh, I mean Dallas, just thank you so much for having me today. My and pleasure. I pray that we will definitely do 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 this again. Yeah. If I can have you in our time today with a prayer, I would really appreciate that. Yes, that'll be good. That'll be good. Thank you. That'll be good. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for all those who are watching this program today. Many people find themselves in different stages in their relationships. Some are looking for their um, partners. Others are asking God, is that the right person? Is he or she the one? Uh, some people are watching us who are also in a marriage relationships and going through tough times. Father, you know the condition of each and every individual. And I pray, my God, meet them at the point of their needs. That God, people will establish awesome relationships. Father, any attack of the enemy by the power of the blood of Jesus, I break it. And I pray, God, that people find freedom through Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.